The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I don't understand why a lot of men pose with dead animals in dating profile shots, and yet here we are. And Michael Lucas. Next time someone goes, I'm just not sure what's happening here, I'm just going to go, nobody does! <laughs> this <laughs> is M. Salation. Petty the musical. Oh, Petty the musical. Slut the musical. Slut the musical. I don't think that's not that floor. floor. No, that's right. No, you're right. Sex positive. I. <laughs> you're in M. Salation. Okay, are we ready? I'm clacking. <laughs> and action. Oh, that is so satisfying. You love it, don't you? I really love it. The you, old clacker. You should bring it into your personal life. <laughs> you should just have it at the ready. Go, Scott. No, do you remember when I first started stand-up, I used to have the Segway fan? Oh, yeah. That was my favourite thing, the Segway fan. Oh, well, you've, now you've just got it in audio form. Whoa. Ben, that's super loud in my ears. How do I fix that? <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it. I like it. Plastic. Okay, great. Hey, uh, welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, <laughs> and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, actor, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas. Hello. Logie and Augie, award-winning, I should point out. That's true. Woohoo! I bring you this podcast every week. Look, we are still coming down from last week's extreme pop culture injection. Like, we are. Thank God that it has evened out a little bit. And we really get time has. to reflect. We've had so much time to reflect. And we've even had time for Taylor Swift to grace our Cap City with her presence. Mm, although neither of us were there. Unusually for us, a monolithic pop cultural phenomenon takes over the city and we sit it out. Yeah. We did sit it out. I very deliberately sat it out. Yeah. Because I can't, I knew I wouldn't be able to do the screaming. I knew there would be sensory issues. Yeah. I also knew that there would be. Just, Toilet issues. Yeah. We called them. Um, but it seems like it depended on where you were in the ground. Mm. I got a lot of reporting about the toilet situation. Some people, no trouble at all. Some people, no trouble at all. Yeah. Other people, Severe trouble. Well, let's get straight into the Taylor discussion because we've been having quite a few juicy arguments. Mm. Not arguments, discussions. No. no. I, oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> so nervous talking about this because it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. I came across a lot of, I'm going to call them joy killers mm. over the weekend. Mm. And it was just a <laughs> Not lot putting of, any spin on it, but they're joy killers. Joy killers. <laughs> I just want to point out that there are a lot of people getting around town saying things like, I don't get it, well, who cares? Mm. And to them I say, you don't need to get it. 
I don't understand why a lot of men pose with dead animals in dating profile shots. And yet here we are. (laughs) There's just a lot of things that go on in the world that we do not need to understand. And Mm. you are not the target demographic for Taylor Swift. Mm. So the fact that you don't get it and are not engaged with it doesn't automatically make it wrong. Mm. I also really enjoyed the mother-daughter bonding. It finally got me. My feed was flooded with friends of mine going with their daughters, people Mm. I knew. And they were genuinely connected, shiny eye, shiny outfits, singing. Mm. I drove through it at one point. We finished on last Friday, we finished at about uh, 6.30 or something. And I was, so I was there at peak time when they were all flowing in. And what I really appreciated was every single one of them was dressed up. There was no one that just thought, oh, I'll just rock up in some jeans and a t-shirt. There were the sparkles, there were snakes wrapped around people they yeah. were oh god it was good and months of lead up joy mm. the anticipation mm. the going and finding of the outfits the trying them on the guessing the set lists, the planning the planning of the accommodation and the meals and all of that stuff has just led to months and months of joy and anticipation for people mm. in times that are pretty shitty otherwise mm. so my issue with everybody deciding that it's cool to shit on taylor and the joy she brings really kind of really got me I was quite pissed off at it and I started jumping on people who were who were saying these things like I don't get it (laughs) and the other thing I want to point out is this is not unprecedented this is not the the Beatles the Rolling Stones Elvis if social media had been around then we would have Mm. experienced the same kind of wall-to-wall hysteria coverage everywhere but also Ed Sheeran has sold out the MCG plenty of times a Collingwood home game sells out the MCG and I just feel like it's because she's a woman mm. that we're all feeling a little bit uncomfortable about how big she's getting in her boots. I don't know that we all are and I don't know that it's everyone. When I look at my feet, it's still 90% people just absolutely loving the experience. Absolutely. but I, a few... No, but I'm more talking about, you know, when we get the snarky op-eds or mm. we get into the discussions, I often, you know, I really challenge people and say, did you think the same thing about it? How do you yeah. feel about the AFL Grand Final? You know, I just, I just think it's. And no, I think it's fair enough to say that she's being held. You know, there's more scrutiny on her because she's a woman for what? sure. <laughs> but also, you know, I would also say I feel actually pretty similarly about Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift in that I know their music. I could probably sing all the big hit songs, but I wouldn't class myself. What, what is the collective name for an Ed Sheeran fan? I'm not. What is it? I don't want to say the joke. I want to say. <laughs> Saddos. <laughs> but I think even the fact that we don't know. That... <laughs> I've met Ed Sheeran, lovely man. Lovely man. Huge, gorgeous. Such but, a kind man. But wasn't it like I don't? I, I was, was sort of only years old. peripherally. Cheerios. Sh- what? Cheerios, apparently. Sh- Cheerios. Kind of like the bland cereal. Okay, look. But I think the fact that, like, I, I guess I would I just, just want say. I want to take uh, this moment to apologise to all Ed Sheeran fans. I don't think you're Sados. No. I, I don't. I really, I don't. <laughs> and after that bit of ass covering. <laughs> the sound effects are too loud in my ears, Ben. I'm <laughs> going to have some kind of seizure. <laughs> is, it, is it maybe here? Wait. Let me try. Hi, Gary. Oh, that's better. Um, yes. I, I, for me, when he was in the country, absolutely he was selling out stadiums, but he wasn't overtaking the culture in the way that that I've experienced this time. And also he did sell out 
the stadiums, but in Taylor's case, like almost like one fifth of the entire population of Australia tried to get tickets for this show. So she sold out the three nights, but she could have sold it out mm. seven more times if she wanted to. So she does to me feel like she's hit another level again. And also I couldn't tell you one person that Ed Sheeran's dated, whereas I could, even though I'm not obsessed about it, I could tell you everything about Taylor Swift, which is probably also misogyny. Well, he's dated Taylor Swift. Really? Apparently. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. James, can you confirm? I saw you, I saw a tight jaw there on a Swifty. It was, no. It was it, it speculated? Yeah. Well, most of my knowledge, I believe Ed Sheeran did fancy Taylor and yeah. tried to make a move, but I feel like Taylor didn't follow through. Yeah. Right. There was definitely romance she just around said, them. You need to calm down. Well, you know that. Good. You know <laughs> there's that, no button, there's no for, button that. for shit joke. You know that. <laughs> Ed Sheeran wrote a scathing song about Ellie Goulding. Really? Yeah. You know the song, what's the song? Oh, God. Um, um, this is Sassy Ed Sheeran. Oh, no, nah, I'm going to have to look it up. It's a really big famous hit. And it's like, um, do we have it, James? Oh, God. Wait. Um, Ed Sheeran... Ed Sheeran song, Ellie Goulding. Don't. Oh, that's right. How does that go again? How does don't? Oh, my God. I'm, here we go. Wait. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I pay for YouTube premium so that doesn't happen. Don't. Hang on a minute. Don't. Ed Sheeran. Here we go. Uh, uh, nah. You hear this song? Yes, you do. Don't mess with mine. Uh, uh, I met this girl and I tell her. It's really like he was really angry. He was in a yeah. mood. And I thought it was about Taylor. It was about Ellie Goulding. Oh. Um, so anyway, here we are. But here we are. I don't have a problem with it. And, yes, you're pointing out all these facts. Yeah, she no, but I'm just saying she, she is big, yeah. And whenever everything that is that big, whenever whenever a performer has got so big they with a rebrand Flinders Street Station, a public building in her honour, then we're, we're in royalty territory. But so what? Well, I'm not... It I, could I, be worse. It I, could be Nickelback. Totally, I agree. What if it was Nickelback? It, well, totally. Or what if it was Andrew Tate, as you say? Exactly. Which is not. If I had to pick any person mm. in current pop culture to have that level of power... Beyonce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. I am a card-carrying member of the Beehive. I am. I am. I make no, And I cannot argue anything in any sort of rational way about Beyonce. Oh, I can. A little bit. I can't. Oh, no, I don't like the eat the cake anime stuff. It makes oh, me uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like Oh, no. And then all that bruise me, then kiss it. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, what? No, I agree. So there are aspects that I, agree. I, that I have to that I have to just still yeah. maintain my beehive card, but go, what's going on here? Yeah, no, but she needs us to hold her accountable. You can't have yes men around you, Baz Luhrmann. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. You need people to say, uh, can we revisit that? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just... Let people have their tale of fun. And there were so many people with post-Taylor hangovers walking around just, oh, it was the greatest night of my life. I was at the gym yesterday and the receptionist was, showed me a picture of her granddaughter dressed mm. up and she was so happy to show me. And I I've only briefly know this woman because I always lose my tag and I have to ask her, oh, I don't have my tag. Mm. So now she just knows my name. So she's like, oh, my granddaughter went. And 
It reminds me of, remember when the Spice Girls reformed and did those stadium tours? Uh, not here, but there were all these incredible... Hi, gay. Yeah, there were all these incredible footage of now people that were fans of her in the early days have their own daughters and were taking them and everything like that. But in Taylor's case, it's this, it's now we're getting up to two decades. It's almost the same span of time, but she's never stopped mm. delivering song after song. And what I love about it is, do you remember that era when and we say that word era now automatically it's connected to Taylor, but she did 1989 massive. We loved it. Mm. But then there was sort of this drop off. And by the time of lover, we were like, Oh, she's had her peak. Mm. And I love the double triple down on every, her attitude is every album that I have made with the exception of the first one, intriguingly, but other than that is, is worthy and deserving. And I will celebrate it. And she's like willed every album to be, I, and and they all hold up when you go and revisit them. You're like, actually, yeah, Lover was actually a good album. Mm. We were just over at the time, and I love I love someone who will go back into their less successful parts of their catalogue and go, no, you know what, it's genius, and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> I respect it. Me too. You know what? When Dead Poet Society comes out, <laughs> the you don't tortured even know it. poets you know department. It. What is it? Tortured Poets Department. Is that correct? Thank you. Well, Joe Olwen, you in danger, girl. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. I'm very worried. I've dedicated a lot of brain space to concerning myself. That man needs to get his affairs in order. Mm. I'm not joking. Make out a will. Tell those that are close to you that you love them. <laughs> Plan your new name. Pick a good box dye for your hair. Mm. And um, maybe open a banana stand somewhere mm, because... Mm. She kept hinting at the live shows, you know, I was just going through such a hard time. I know. It was really hard. It was so hard. And, and we're like going, oh, God. She's already poured some angst into breakup songs. Like how, what, what more space can she enter into in that? But, but I'm keen to find out. Uh, six years of being told to shush about her love life. That's what she's pouring into it because they were so private. They really were. Do you think that was at his behest? A it does. Percent. Well, obviously she's not taking the same approach with Travis, is she? I'm telling you right now, one of the songs will be about feeling like, you know, you've been gagged. Right. Like, um, it's probably called Gagged. Did you have any Love FOMO when you saw the footage no. of the concert? None whatsoever? No. Not really? I just felt happy for everyone because I felt that way when I was seeing Beyonce at SoFi in LA. Yeah. I remember that euphoria. I remember being like, it's going to church. Yeah. And everyone who like, oh. is a Swifty, they were at the church of Taylor totally. Swift. And if you're not religious, it's rare that you get to experience yeah. that kind of all-consuming, otherworldly euphoria. Yeah. And I, I know that and you know that. So the fact that so many people I know got to experience that. It was also the fact that they could not have had better weather. And I know that's a minor thing, but it was just unbelievably good. She's just flying know, around in flying torrential. around doing the trapeze in pummeling rain. Mm, I know. But look, she's here. Are the lesbians okay? No, no. The amount of... Rob Thomas is here. He's a lesbian from Matchbox 20. Well, you know your theory about men as they enter their yes. post-50 years. Yes, yeah, some men. Uh, we've got Pink's here. Yeah. Um, Queen of the Stone Age is here. Blink-182 is here. Blink-182 is here. Mm. Odie and Scott went to see Blink um, Queens of the Stone Age last night. Did they? Loved it. Yeah. What's your favourite Queen of the Stone Age song? No idea. Don't Jacob. know them. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of people. Australia's the place to be. I was actually sitting around last night thinking, God, we've got a Kardashian here. We've got Blink. We've got Pink. We've got Taylor. We've got so many. Jacob Elordi's here. Like, we've got so many famous. We had Margot Robbie for a hot second. She's already back, though. She's already back, yeah. Mm. So, no, it's. I just think... Let it. Let everybody. I know there's an issue, and I know around the whole whiteness of it all. And I don't 
that it's an issue, but it's something that I think I, I have no it. problem with people. Speak to the whiteness of it all because it's an angle that if you're white, you're not going to consider it. No, well, exactly. Yeah, no, well, just that she's a, you know, a country music artist originally, mm. um, which although Beyonce is challenging this theory, um, is perceived as a very sort of white genre. And, and we are now such Swifties in Australia that we've become pretty much per capita, like her biggest market. Like we are obsessed. Mm. And and does it say anything about us with our uh, fairly white-centric culture that this very... Um, pretty white woman dominates us. Dominates us. Like I, I, I certainly think I could definitely imagine feeling outside of that. And, and yeah, if you were a person of color, mm. I would. I can definitely imagine feeling outside of it, and also looking in and thinking, "You've all lost your fucking damn minds." But equally, you know, I mean, you could say the same. Why aren't we saying the same thing about Harry Styles or Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Yeah, these are all things I agree with. Mm. I agree with it all because do you know what? Two things can be true at the same time. Also. It's a wild concept for the internet. Also the private jet stuff. Oh, uh, leave her alone. Oh, uh, no, I'm fine with it. I'm not. Uh, well, but I agree. What do you I want saw... her getting on a fucking jet star at the no, Gold Coast? No, but it's the stuff like where she flies back for a dinner in New York and but flies she, to London. But she doesn't. Sometimes she's not even on the plane. The problem with the tracking is the planes do maintenance flights to check mm. mechanical issues. That mm. gets tracked as a flight. Are you her lawyer? No, but I'm just saying, where is this kind of fucking... Sure, but all's fair in love in private jets. Mm. Apply this same scrutiny to all the dudes flying their jets everywhere, all the fucking... All the businessmen, all the one percenters, mm. all the people that own the mining and the oil companies. Mm. Where's well, our... Well, yes, and there was Where's a great, the outrage? Yeah, good point. Why, why is the intense fucking scrutiny only ever on women? This mm. is my problem. There's lots of PJs flying around, not only Taylor's. Who's PJ? Oh, private jet. <laughs> Clearly, you don't watch any Real Housewives franchises. I really don't. The Kardashians uh, take out their chunk. But, uh, but like, I agree. But also, it doesn't mean that we nah, should just, like, shut up about it. I feel like shut up about it until you're giving the same amount of energy to the real... Like, the, the hole in the ozone layer isn't getting smaller if Taylor gets commercial <laughs> flights, put it that way. There's a whole bunch of people that need to fucking pull their socks up before we worry about Taylor Swift's PJ. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Move on. Where's the cello's button? It's not there. Have we gotten rid of Move On? Yeah. <gasps> oh. That, it with bits. That's erasure. Oh, okay. That works too. I want to talk about sometimes the internet is an awful pit of despair and really? <laughs> you know, but sometimes the internet brings joy. Yeah, and gives hope. And I want to say a massive good for her to the internet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because as we all heard, Mariah Carey yeah. is guesting on they've done a remix of Yes and. Yes. And we've all seen, let's insert now a little bit of Mariah and Ariana singing together. Yeah. Now, as you'll hear, it was a whistle tone off. It was. Both of them giving mm -hmm. whistle tone. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say a big... Good for her. 
for letting Mariah have that. Yeah. Because, girl, that is not Mariah singing whistle tone. <laughs> Mariah Carey hasn't been able to do a whistle tone since the early 2000s. Really? That is, and also, Good that's Ariana. Oh. Ariana is in on this with the internet. And it's when I saw that and I saw people saying, oh, Mariah's doing whistle tone, I'm going, girl. But in the clip, Mariah actually does it. Like, I mean, not actually does it, but actually, like, mimes it. Like, exactly. it's very clearly attributed to her. But it's not her voice. So you think it's the ultimate act of generosity from Ariana? Yes. And the internet. Yeah. Everybody, anybody who saw Mariah Carey when she was here doing Butterfly, mm. me being one of them, mm. she's lost a lot of her range. Could, you can never get it back? No. I always thought it was that, she, in my little mind, it was that she went through a bit of a stoner phase and then lost everything, but then she gave all that up when she got properly diagnosed and everything like that, and now she's she's found the voice again. No? Uh, no. Okay. It's permanent damage. Oh. And whistle tone also, it's much easier if you're young. As you get older, your hormones change. Your voice naturally oh. deepens. Yep. Yep. So you're not going to find many women past a certain age being mm. able to achieve whistle tone. Mm. But Mariah has lost the ability to do intricate runs as yeah. well. Mm. And I study her, like I love Mariah's vocals, mm. but I'll tell you right now, that is not her doing a whistle tone. I would put, I would put all my, my, oh my God. But I was just reading everything going fucking great. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> I'm the first bitch to point it out. And I do so, <laughs> and I do so with love. Right. Because Mariah putting her hand in her ear while her hair's blown both with a leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. And Ariana just being like, oh, my God, she's so good. I'm like, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is so amazing. It's the deference that we need it's, for a queen. It's sisterhood. Yeah. And also Ariana was walking around wearing Mariah merch. It was just... And one day Ariana will be that diva that can no longer hit the whistle tone. And who knows what person or robot will have to step in but I think may I, they do it with such generosity and grace i think this should be studied <laughs> i think in terms of international relations mm. and how we go about resolving conflict mm. i think that this is a prime example of the mariah whistletone effect i also don't think ariana will ever lose whistletone because she's a teensy tiny person do you know early on i got this like it was actually career advice but uh, it, because, you know, obviously I work in an environment where you've got a bazillion relationships to manage. Mm. And, um, the, yeah, the secret, as it was told to me, was you just have to be a little bit more generous than you think is fair. And clearly in that situation, it's not particularly fair if she couldn't sing it and Ariana can't, but Ariana has just been a little bit more generous than what anyone would say is fair and it's led to this beautiful moment. Wow. I am absolutely incapable of being a little bit more generous than I think I should be. Mm. I do not possess... Oh, I, I often am too. I do not possess that area of my brain to... Do you do that with me? Are you ever more generous than you think you should be with me? Whoa, this guy... I mean... I can't. I, I, You're the only person I am more generous than I should be with. <laughs> like that teacup stuff went on for weeks. I was so generous. I was fucking, fuck it. They should study me in international relations. The way I secretly took The Rossiano principle, be like the Streisand effect. <laughs> You're probably I the, never brought it up until you brought it up on the podcast. <laughs> I waited to the exact right moment where it actually benefited us content-wise. Mm. <laughs> what generosity. <laughs> Correct. Do you do that? What? Are you more generous with me than you think is fair? No, not all the time. Sometimes. Ah! <laughs>
No, not all the time. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to like provide examples. Do oh we? my god! Please do. Please provide examples. No. <laughs> off air, I will. Off air, I will. I would say you're more generous than is fair with money. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say our last trip to the US, you were more generous than is fair financially. <laughs> I would say you have a few people in your life. <laughs> okay, we're going to stop now. Let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs> it's, it's not, no, but always, obviously, you're just immensely conscious of your own position and things and your own reaction and things and you're, you're your own advocate. And so you feel the blows against you, mm. like, intensely mm. and... Or, or another thing of it is, like, in the moment, be more generous and then sleep on it, reflect on it, then come back tomorrow and then see whether it's, see whether the searing thing of this isn't fair has subsided because often it really does. You always tell me to do that. You always say, just Step wait. Step away. <laughs> just <laughs> wait. Down. Wait. Yeah. Don't respond. Send it to me. Send it to me. Fish. Send it to me. Yes. We've... I do think that would be good. I'd like to be your. You yeah. are. Yeah. You literally stop. No, but sometimes it's good that you let rip. <laughs> it is. Sometimes. Oh, I let rip. We'll be talking about that. Before we talk about that, though, we were able to experience J-Lo together. We were. Finally, mm. on Saturday night. Yes. Imagine. I've been having serious problems with my internet, and I actually do think it's related to the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Yeah. But finally, on Sunday night, actually, we got like a full, we managed oh, to it watch it uninterrupted. Yeah. All, how, 55 minutes? 67. 67 minutes of mm. it. Mm. And even with all the build-up, it really was as wild as you really described. I feel like you didn't like you were very subdued while you were watching it because I, of course, was obsessively watching you watch it. <laughs> but you were also commenting on everything before it, like it was almost like we're going into the Perspex Sex House, oh, and yeah, then we would go true. into the Perspex Sex House. I was giving uh, unsolicited directors commentary, <laughs> but also you described it very well. So it mm. wasn't there wasn't that element like I, I the shock that you felt when Jane um, Fonda was revealed in the clouds oh, as some sort of I star sign. Obviously, I well, it. I mean, I wasn't going to feel the yeah. full impact of that. I ruined it for you. But it would you say my interpretive performance of it was more enjoyable? Well, it certainly landed. Um, yeah, it, it 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 was it was flat out hilarious. Whereas when watching it was more like a it was more an experience of confirmation. With one exception, there was just one thing that you didn't mention, and it's what? probably the detail about it that I do. You know the character that J Lo was playing in it. Do you know how she credited herself at the end when they had the cast list? And this was what I love so much. She's not Jennifer Lopez. She's not playing herself. Lover. No, the artist. And, I, and as soon as that credit came up, I, I, I love her. I really, I love her so much. We love her. We speak, of course, of the new movie, This Is Me, dot, 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 now. Mm. It's now available to everyone on Amazon Prime. And I... Can I... You've got to do <laughs> a, a, a tip of the hat to J-Lo... The next project you can, please credit yourself as the artist because emsolators will know that it's like it's, a, it's deference to Jelly. Could you do it with Anomalous? No. The can artist I tell you, Can I tell you on my Instagram profile, Yeah, I'm an artist. I'm not a comedian. I'm not a performer. Oh. I'm not a community. If you go to my Instagram I profile, uh, checked it. it does say artist. Mm. <laughs> He's looking. I am. Artist. It was already there. You're so in tune with her. I am her. You are her. She, it, 
Wow. It's still sitting at 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. The whole thing. I cannot believe it. What's a collective J-Lo? Could we look up collective now yeah. for J-Lo's? Um, Her fans. I don't know that either. I just feel like it was pretty bad, right? Like uh, uh, you're after having watched it, what are you feeling? Well... I, I, yes. No. What? Well, look. There's. I'm. I'm in. I'm split because on one hand, it is. It is the most Jennifer Lopez. Like when they said from the heart, mind, soul of Jennifer Lopez. It was. I really felt that. I really felt. No one said no to her. I really felt someone said, "Here's a check for twenty million dollars. Go." Unfortunately, it probably needed a little bit more than twenty million dollars <laughs> to really achieve the dream. But still, like, I love that there was this place where this woman, this artist, said. I'm seeing a steampunk dance fantasy where my heart is represented in mechanical form and it has to be fed rose petals. And everyone just said yes. <laughs> At no point did anyone say. Exactly. I think Amazon is a worrying corporation, but if they're going to use part of their funds, just give someone like Jennifer Lopez that resources to make her wildest dreams a physical reality or a digital reality. I, I have to appreciate that. But <laughs> it was hard not to think of Beyonce. And at one point you said, can you imagine Beyonce watching this? Because you know she will. Mm. And then... I thought so much about her sitting down with Jay yeah. and pressing play. And just because she's famous for her faces. She's famous for like emoting a lot with just one little eyebrow. Yeah. And I imagine her just looking at Jay at some of the scenes and just being like, mm. what? Mm. Okay. Mm. That, that, was, that was a lot of joy in that for mm. me. Mm. Again. And then we did put it on afterwards. We went back to Lemonade and put it on. <laughs> and it was, and interestingly, Lemonade looks comparatively like it's not the digital spectacular that that was. But instantly it was sort of so steeped with sort of, Gravitas and history and oh. art, and she was genuinely finding these connections between her personal story and these broader yeah. issues. That that uh, well, it's okay. It was like it was like J Lo's. It wasn't lemonade. It was black and gold mineral water, and that is okay. Okay, with oh, <laughs> more than okay. I'm so fine. I, you know what? I would not give it a rotten tomato either because I'm so glad that it exists. Yes, me too. And just when you thought, God, I wish, I wish I understood the behind the scenes of mm. making this mm. absolute spectacular. I also spend a lot of time thinking about Matt Damon at the screening. <laughs> I think oh, about did, what, that. Do we have confirmation he went to the screening? Um, well, no, he he no no. She screened it at home for people. I think first I saw on her Instagram they had a bunch of people around. But did did that? Uh, I that, would have paid for like reaction shots, and has, I, well, I wanted to hear on the record what people said. Like Jennifer, this is your Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's your Citizen Kane. It's your Yentl. It's your flash dance. It's everything. <laughs> but we are getting. A doco. Oh. Thank God. Yeah. We are getting a doco and I haven't watched the trailer of the doco yet. So we're going to give everybody an opportunity. We're going to do an okay stop with the trailer to, uh, about the doco, about the making of This Is Me, dot, 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 now. And I, I do know that Ben shot a lot of, like a lit physically set up cameras to shoot the behind the scenes stuff. Ben did. Yeah. He's really, God, he's, 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 he's our guy. He's a simp. 
and we love it. But do you think, I don't think he was like this in previously. Nah. I feel like he's, he's learned some sort of lesson. Yeah. Someone said to him, you have got a second chance. You fucking yeah. grab on with both hands. Yeah. And you be you, grateful. You, say you worship. Yes. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's. You can't afford to lose another brilliant Jennifer. Do, exactly. Do you feel like Jennifer Garner's watching all of this being like, if you had have been like this with us. Yeah. Attentive, sober. Totally. Turning up to shit, involved, present. I'd yeah. be watching going, it's always the way. Your husband leaves you and then goes and marries someone else and ends up doing all the things you argued about. I think she'd be thinking that. I feel like there may be part of her that is thinking Thank you're God. embarrassing yourself, Ben. And I and I don't think she's 100% wrong on that front, but I still appreciate <laughs> it. I still love As I where said, he's at. The greatest tweet I ever read was somebody saying, having witnessed all of the JLo stuff, the fact mm. that her soulmate is a man with a phoenix rising from the ashes tattoo all over his back oh, makes total sense. absolutely makes the sense. The taste levels or yeah. lack thereof. Yeah. Here we go. Here, we're going to pop the trailer oh. on. Keep, um, keep, your, keep your mic near your mouth when you're commenting. Okay. The great, oh, my God, before we even start it. The title. <laughs> the font and also just the title in general. The greatest love story never told. I, I just don't want to ruin it. I feel like that's her and Ben. Yeah. Okay, play. I've been married four times now. I used to be terrified to be alone. I didn't know what else to do by myself. I have decided to tell my story and I've never shared with anybody in the world. Okay, stop. <laughs> so, first of all, fresh face, love it. No makeup, looking yeah. stunning. Yeah. I've decided to tell, mm. share my story mm -hmm. that I've never told anyone mm -hmm. ever. And the only way to share it is in a wild musical steampunk Fantasia. Like, so, honestly, she could have just done an interview. So is she saying that the hummingbird is a real thing in her life? Because that, that, the CGI hummingbird features very heavily. It does. And when she's saying, like, is she saying that it feels like this was an autobiographical, this story. <laughs> This was autobiographical. Did you not see it that way? Metaphorical, yes. She lent into symbolism, yes. <laughs> so did Shakespeare, all right? Actually, he was never really telling his personal story that we know of. But, like, I'm just, when somebody says I'm going to tell my true story, mm. I just don't think. Yeah, of... I think Brittany, like, doing her book. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay, play. <laughs> I loved you so much, that messed me up. I'm sure people watching from the outside were like, okay. <laughs> I just have, just got that lyric, I loved you so much, that messed me up. I mean. <laughs> Not since Lennon McCartney. That's right. Also sitting there stretching. Yeah. Looking amazing, yeah. like getting her body limber. Also, she is m keeping pace with dancers oh. that are, 25 years her junior, Correct. more, 30 years her junior in some cases. Yeah. And unbelievable. I agree. I agree. And play. What is this girl's problem? What I portrayed to the world was, oh, this didn't work out and it's fine and I'm good and they're good okay, and so all of that. I agree with that because oftentimes I'd hear she's left a relationship <laughs> and... Sorry. What? I'm just, for me, I was just about to say, the, if the question is what is this girl's problem, I do think she has answered it, but I don't think she's answered it in the way that she thinks that she's answered it. I also think, I also think she has a real perception problem. 
I don't mm. think, a la Gwyneth, mm. I don't think she understands how she's perceived. Nobody looks at J-Lo and says, what's this girl's problem? And also... Nobody looks at J-Lo and thinks, this is a victim of... Women. No, no one. Look, she's... I know the narrative is very underdog. Is fucking Anzac. At this point, she can't be underdog. And also, you can't be... It's hard to connect with your angst and trauma if you're in this enormous room with, like, branded... Is it like monogrammed, a leather, yeah, yeah, monogrammed carpet and yeah. in a massive, massive mansion? Yeah. I've, yeah. I do. <laughs> it's a unique perspective. We are our own harshest critics. That's right. As we are. <laughs> it feels a perspective shaped by 25 years of unbelievable wealth. But continue. And abs. Yeah. At 55 after That's having right. twins. That's right. Yeah. She's gone through it. It's kind of bullshit. It's a 20-year project and okay, it became stop. a big... Yeah, because she released the first one, This Is Me, then. That was about Ben. And then, so I think she's looking at it as this is the sequel or the answer to that. So in that sense, it's 20 years. I hope she didn't mean she was like working on it for 20 years. That would be a very I think it was cooking in her subconscious for that long. And play. Our musical experience. This Is Me Now is about facing the truth of who you really are. You look amazing. When you when she's saying facing the truth of who you really are, she's saying I am somebody who loves fucking love, like she's mm. proclaiming this as a out of this insane idea mm. that no one else out there in the world is in love with love. Mm. Like this is what it feels like. I'm I'm having to face the fact that I just love too much. Incurable romantic. I just, there is so much love in my heart. That is my fault. It's like when you go for a job interview and they ask you, what are the things that you need to improve on? And you say, if anything, I'm a perfectionist. Well, isn't she trying to say that she's sort of pathologically has problems with being alone? I think that's what she's trying to say, isn't it? Like that, that her problem, her flaw is that she has to be in love. Yeah. I know what they say about me. I love too much. (laughs) That's what she's fucking saying her fault is. Look. It's truly... The interviewee saying, my only fault is that I'm a perfectionist mm. and I want everything to be exactly right. Mm. I'm, my fault is I'm too good at my job, really. <laughs> <laughs> my fault that I'm going to reveal to you all on this 20-year project mm. is I have a really big <laughs> heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I got that out there. It's been burning me. And play. You know, I look like a psychiatrist. Okay, stop. No, you don't. <laughs> Fat Joe as the psychiatrist. Dr. Fat, mm. if that's what we're mm. calling him. Mm. Dr. Fat is, seems to be the most bored human on the... Have you ever seen a person more bored? Yeah, he, he did phone in his performance. That's true. <laughs> he'd sit down and he'd be like, what, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, that was it. There yeah. was no tell me. And it, you know that someone's checked out when someone says, I had a dream, and the therapist says, tell me all about it. <laughs> Sorry, what, cunt? What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> tell me all about your dream. <laughs> oh! And play. Putting the camera up. Yeah. He's physically enabling her dreams, yeah. and that is why he, we love him. We love him. We yeah. stand him. We do. He's our favorite husband. Is that her moment. mother there? That's her mum. <gasps> yeah. I said I'm not just financing. Okay, wait. Just... Okay, but so Ben has just said, "Why are you so stressed?" Yeah, okay. okay. Sing it. I'm writing it, dancing in it, singing in it. Oh my god. Why are you 
feel like you're not good enough. You're not good enough as a partner, as a mother, as all the things. I can't stop. Back on me. I feel that. Mm. I feel that I'm putting aside mm. all my fucking. Mm. But that really wasn't in the movie. <laughs> I want this is me dot, 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 now to be this. It, they should have just. You put... want one more bit of punctuation on this title? Because <laughs> it was like this is me dot 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 now colon a love story, and then you want dash dash this. <laughs> but also, we still don't, a greatest love story never told. What is she referring to? Yes, it's weird because the moral that I took was she needed to learn to be alone. So it's funny that it's framed as the love story because ultimately <gasps> Maybe it's, it's a, her with herself. Yes. Of course it is. But it's not. I wish people would do more wild musicals about their actual flaws. Like <laughs> Passive Aggressive, the musical. Oh, petty, the musical. Oh, Petty, the musical Slut, for me. the musical. Slut, the musical. I don't think that's not that flaw. flaw. That's right. No, you're right. Sex positive. I... <laughs> Petty the musical I've lived for. No, you're right. Sex positive. Um, <laughs> we, we genuinely both wish we'd been more sluts oh than God, we were. I we I really had it. If we could go back and give one bit of advice to our younger self. If I say to my, if I say one thing to my children, I say, be kind, don't be a dickhead, and go through Get a slut error. Yeah. And play. It takes courage to share your truths. Okay, stop. She okay. certainly found that courage. I just want to point out, she says it takes courage to share the truth that she. Mm. Loves too much. Wow. She does. I, oh, Jesus. Yeah. That is brave. And play. No, it could end disastrously. Nobody figures out anything when everything's all hunky-dory and rosy. You figure shit out when shit is hard. I forget how much older I am than everybody. Oh, <laughs> she does know. I don't think she does. She's saying, I forget how much older I am than everybody. But then why were all your friends in the movie 25? That's right. Why, were, why was every person that played your husband 25? Yeah. She's a contradiction. She is. And play. We live and learn. Let me say this to you. The prize for aging is wisdom. That's true. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Nobody does. And stop. I don't. Nobody does understand it. No. Nobody. <laughs> no, that's right. I still don't. I've watched it twice now and I think about it. It's become my Roman Empire. I'm going to try this on the news reader set. Next time someone goes, I'm just not sure what's happening here, I'm just going to go, nobody does <laughs> with power and see what happens. <laughs> don't question it. <laughs> and play. need to do any of it, but I want to. I'm scared. You don't look like it, though. In her words. I don't act like I'm scared, but that's the secret to my whole career. <laughs> the greatest love story never told. With the hummingbird, did you know? Feb 27. I think we're going to like that better. I think so, too. Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. So I want to tell you about an interview I saw. Yeah. Where she was talking about how the greatest love story never told was her and Ben. Yeah. And how when they first got together 20 years ago, he would he's a writer. He's a he's an Academy Award winning writer. So he would write me these beautiful mm -hmm. letters. And he wrote <clears throat> he wrote an email almost every day. And then even when they broke up, mm. which was devastating, they continued to email each other through the years. Heard you had twins, congratulations. Heard you won an yeah, mm. Oscar, congratulations. Mm. Heard you got married, congratulations. Mm. And then when they got back together, he started signing off the emails with not going anywhere. 
Wow. 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 Also makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> if you need to say that on every email, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> but then presented her with a book and oh. he printed out every single written correspondence they'd had and given it to her. And I think, I mean. I want you to no, I will never do that with our text messages because we it would be too. Would be cancelled. Yeah, totally. If I don't think we even want to look back on it. Do not ever. Oh no. my god. <laughs> we used to joke about if the Russians ever decided yeah, to specifically. Or the North Koreans. Anyone oh, doesn't matter wow. who. Please, That's not an invitation. Please never. Yeah. Ever. Please, come up with a physical in document. Fact, give me your phone. I need to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say. We have gotten much better in terms of we have. if we really want to be foul, it's a voice note. True. <laughs> that I make sure you delete. Well, you you send them so they can listen to them once. Uh, oh, yeah. That's it's like deliberate. it's like some sort of get smart situation. Or Mission Impossible. What do I mean? Get smart. This mm. thing will explode mm. upon reading. Mm. Oh, no. I'm You're the mm. person I'm foulest with. Mm. I'm just, oh, Chella. Actually, you and Chella <laughs> probably get the word. I'm foul. Yeah. And those things should never see the light of day. They won't. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, hackers. Oh, God, don't. Not an invitation. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to head to the sealed section now. So if you're not a subscriber, see you next week. But coming up in the sealed section, I need to discuss my perimenopausal Medical. breakdown online yesterday. I went to the doctors with a shopping list. And we need to talk about this because the video has gone everywhere. But I also just want to make you all aware of the hell I'm going through. <laughs> I can't wait. Sub subscribe if you want to hear that. Otherwise, we'll check you and check you. Yes, check you next week. Bye. Bye. To enjoy today's sealed section of Emsolation, upgrade your experience and join the extra family with our premium service, Emsolation Extra. You get two bonus episodes direct to your favourite podcast app every week in an exclusive feed, as well as an Ask Me Anything where Em and Michael answer your questions. There's over 70 other episodes awaiting you already, plus you'll also get Instagram close friends access, ticket pre-sales, merch discounts and heaps more. Help M keep this independent neurodivergent business alive by supporting us for less than $2 a week on our yearly plan or less than $2.50 a week on our monthly plan. Just sign up at msolation.supercast.com now. Msolation is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn and videos by James Henderson. Socials by Benjamin Wesley, M. Rossiano and Marcella Rossiano-Barrow with assistance from Jem Evans and Isabella Hines. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, where you'll find a link in our bio so you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook, follow our YouTube and TikTok channels and so much more. Help us out by sharing Emsolation with your friends, give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us by hitting the follow button on your favourite podcast app. Thanks for listening and or watching this week's episode and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Hello Emsolation Extra Pals. Welcome to the sealed section for this week where you're going to hear me talk about my menopauses. All right, I'm just, I'm not okay, man. It's been really fucking bad. It's, yeah. been, it's been brutal. I can't even begin to tell you. I think you're going to. I we'll am. find a way for you to begin.
I want to play for you. I kind of hit my point yesterday where I needed to outwardly express how I was feeling as I often do in the hope that other people see it and are like, I feel that way too. Mm. Because it, that has twofold effect. makes me feel better that I'm not alone. makes them feel better they're not alone. Mm-hmm. We create a community of mm. sweaty, angry, exhausted, tired people with ovaries. Mm. And so I've been getting to the point where I've been – do you ever do that? I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, maybe a couple of times in life, but for me it's been weekly where I sit at about 11 o'clock at night, my eyes are burning and I just start